365 days, Tiger folks. That's how long it's been since anyone's been able to beat us. Yes, we took the draw on the weekend, but no one's been able to defeat us in a year. So up yours to the Vic Buys crew out there. Welcome to the Big Footy Tiger cast. We've got the, the normal two chaps on tonight, Tiger 71 and CB17. How are you, fellas? I'm good, my friend. Hope everyone's well. I'm all lubed up and ready to go. Yeah, that's the way. The draw against the Pies was a little bit, oh. felt a little bit empty and flat after the game, I suppose. I mean, we had our chances, didn't we, late in the game to snag that? Oh, can I say, just say, right, I watched it with a Collingwood mate of mine, right? Um, look, to be honest, I've eaten my shitter clean, and after he did it, I said, come. You know, come watch the TV with me, Rocky. And that's his name too, Rocky, right? I'm not making this shit up. Right? Um, but anyway, Rocky and I... Um, you know, he's a typical Collingwood type of bloke. You know, he's got he's got a mullet. He's around about six foot one. He's grossly obese, um, but he's a good general bloke, right? He's a good general bloke. But anyway, we're watching the game, and we played the probably the worst fucking quarter of football I've ever seen us play in the first quarter. Like it was putrid. We had Dusty turning it over. We had Edwards turning it over. We had everyone that normally is reliable turn it over. And then they got a bit of a roll on. So when they got to four goals, so I, I turned to Rocky. And Rocky's like, you know, eating his Doritos and, you know, spewing chip out of his mouth, screaming about how they're going to go on with it. And I just had to take it, right, because I gave it to Collingwood, as if you listen to the last podcast. Come second quarter, I smelt it. You know what I smelt? I smelt um, the scent of cowardice because they start, as soon as after the first five minutes they couldn't, get that goal that they wanted. If they had a score, they probably would have then continued being offensive. We clamped down. Our disposal was still rubbish, but finally our work rate started lifting. And I look, and I don't know why we didn't have any work rate in the first quarter. We were uh, we were tackling, but we were uh, out, uh, uncontested possessions way down. Contested possessions way down. It was all work rate related other than our shock and disposal. But on the second quarter, when we started firing up, you could tell that, that cowardly Buckley, that coward of a coach, right? That's, that's what he is. Because Bucks, if you're listening, son, you shit the bed. You've gone, oh, God, we're four goals up. All right, so what we're going to do, boys, we're going to park the bus. They can't catch us because it's shorter quarters. Four goals is like seven goals. Then there's no way they can catch us. And they parked the bloody bus. And then they made it an absolute flood our defence and we just couldn't score through it because our disposal still didn't really, really clean up. Our forward 50 entries were really shit. But again, they're trying to penetrate a forward 50 that's got like 22 blokes in it. Um, so I could sort of understand that slightly. But um, we still chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. But I have to say this too. Like, look, I'm not one to umpire bash. You all know me. I'm pro-umpire. <laughs> <laughs> but please, it, there's a thing called prior opportunity, Right. And if and I don't know in what code, maybe it happened after the COVID, I don't know. But when the umpire said, okay, Collingwood players can handball the ball with one arm, right? They did it continuously and, and to flood our back line the way they did. We only got one forward 50 for a kick, which was Bolton's, and he had to make it obvious. Where well, the Pies had six for the night. We had one. Um, so, yeah, but again, look, first round for the, you know, restart, so I forgive him that. Um the, the pie shit the bed. They should have won that game. They didn't when we came on top. And what I did like was the last quarter. The last quarter and a half, I'm really a big believer. Your last quarter sort of dictates how your first quarter will start, generally, um, in your next game. And we really started to motor that work rate. We started to really penetrate and rebound quite um, well. And we won't see Grimes have a shocker. We won't see Ashbury have a shocker. 
Um, we won't see all, most of the side have a shocker in the first half like they did on the weekend, and we and we drew. And that's what I turned to Rocco, and he's by that stage having a bit of a cry. And, and I sort of said to him, I said, what do you reckon? He goes, yeah, I, I, I agree that we sort of shit the bed. I said, yeah. And I said, but you know what it tells me? He goes, what? And I said, well, Collingwood played their best. I reckon their best, right, in that first quarter. It was scintillating, right? And then in the second and third quarters, they didn't lose that skill. They still did hitting targets more often than we were, and the stats bear that out. But as we started coming up to our level, what it showed me, we didn't get close to our level. So we've got an extra couple of gears more than Collingwood. So I reckon if come a nice sunny night, less dew, guys all fired on the right night, I, we'll smash them um, next time coming up. But, um, yeah, bit of a flat feeling, but I, I left it going, you know what, for a hit out, I'm not too depressed. I love Soldo, what he did. Um, people started hanging it on him. And I said, the kids, he's a kid in ruck terms. He's playing against the best ruck, where their midfield was on top, right? And he's slamming into blokes. When he needed the change to be happening, he did something that most rucks I haven't seen. I haven't even seen Grundy do this. He goes, you know what? I'm going to put my body on the line. I'm going to start smacking into bloke. And I reckon that is Dan Curvis rubbing off on him. He says on crunching tackles. Nine tackles for Soto. That's a huge number. He only gave one free kick away, I think, and that was because a guy ducked his head into it. Um, but if you continue doing that, his tap work is getting better. He did it in the first quarter, but it, the whole team was shit. But, you know, he was tapping to Collingwood's advantage of what it appeared like. But he got better as the game wore on. He started going into defence. And what a what it showed me, his tank, he he was running the game pretty easily. Um, and I was, you know, stoked with it. But, um, yeah, now the Pies didn't impress me. They talk about it, their ultra defence. Yeah, look, if it was a clean night in the sense that, you know, we could actually one grab the ball and we're actually – Hitting, hitting a target, we would have beaten them by 30, 35 points. Um, I really believe that. Yeah, I, um, I think what's more impressive is that um, Buckley mightn't be long for the AFL coaching game, guys. Why? Apparently, yeah, well, apparently, apparently Arsenal have given him a call. They were so happy with his defensive yeah. soccer structures <laughs> that um, he might be headed for the EPL. So congratulations there, Bucks, and good luck for your soccer career. Because because that was we, they they basically dragged us down to their level. That was shit house. But I will say this: um, if we were playing normal length quarters, uh, oh, we would have won. No doubt in my mind, we would have uh, that second, particularly the third quarter, we would have busted them open. Um, and it, it was it was frustrating. Um, but I'm sort of a glass half full because I'm like what, what I like what you said there, Tiggs, in the fact that. We um we've still got a couple of gears and that's that's the best punch they're going to throw at us. And what the difference between this round two match and last year's round two match was last year they played that chip around possession game and they achieved it for four quarters. This year they got away with it for one quarter and then we closed it down, which I think um was really really good coaching. So we always we, we sort of fretted a little bit about the loss of Carousella, but that was a really really good coaching effort to get us back into the game. Um. And I thought, I thought uh, Hooley was good. I really, I really liked the fact that I was a bit worried about him how he would pull up with the minimal game time. But I thought he was exceptional off the half back line. But overall, um, we didn't lose. And, and as it turned out, with the rest of the weekend's results, not a bad round to get some points because yeah, um, we had a exactly. couple of results go our way. West Coast GWS shit in the bed. Uh, it couldn't happen to a better team in West Coast. Those fucking cocky bastards going with the head wobble. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll smack them by 80 points. And then, um, what is it, Queensland bias? They had kids show them up. It's beautiful. 
Tiggs, Tiggs, don't go too early there, mate. That's all I'll ask on West Coast. <laughs> uh, sorry, just, mate. Just, just pull it back. Pull it back. I, I, I will. I will. I won't, go, I won't go too early. But, you know, the thing that amazed me too out of this game, I don't know what it's the Collingwood psyche, but whenever we lo- um, don't lose to them, so we beat them all, obviously this draw. Eddie McGuire comes out with some of the most stupidest, fucking ridiculous things. He actually came out and said, oh, you know, maybe we, no one could pick up the ball because it's so slick. So maybe we could have, you know, rubber edges like or rubber knobs on the side of the ball so people could pick it up. At the end of the day, Eddie, the, the ball doesn't need to change. What it is, if your coach had to keep, um, didn't go this mega flood, the game would have eventually opened up and it never happened. Um, and, um, oh, another positive is Higgins. All of our small forwards, Daniel Rioli was shit for the entire game. Castagna tried to get into it, but he was he was like tw- running at 25%. He didn't look – he just wasn't in uh, mentally right for it. But the one forward, um, the small forward that um, was clean with the ball, that worked his ass off, um, that was going from midfield back forward was Higgins. Um, and yep. he was crafty with it. You know what I mean? He made his luck happen. Um, and He's- I was just so stoked for him. He's got an exceptional football IQ, is what he has. That's great. I call him Mini Jack. He reminds me, of, if, if he was taller, Jack Rewalt's height, he'd be like a Jack Rewalt. They're the same type of, uh, I don't know if that makes sense to you, guys, but same type of character type, but they've both got a really good footy IQ. Um, what about uh, Trent Cochin? I, I was super impressed with his game. I wasn't sure, not, not if he still had it. He's always got it, but if he would have the same impact on a contest now after the hamstring worries of last year and his age and all that kind of stuff. But I thought he was probably close to the best on ground for us. He kept us in it in the first quarter. When he knew he wasn't clean, he, he put his body in a few times. I got worried at the end of the first where it looked like he's um, went into interchange for longer than he should have. And I thought, oh, don't tell me, because this was a perfect game to do a hammy on. But like you said, he got better as the game went on. Um, and I think they protected him a little bit in the fourth. Um, but... Um, I think he got rested for large parts of the game. So, yeah, he's just got to work into it. Once he believes in his hammies, which I'm sure he does. See, that's the thing that hurts us too. Guys coming off injuries like Cochin, they haven't got the training loads. So generally with that big training load, you can believe in your hammies again because you've done the work. Um, they haven't been able to do that work, you know, under stress. So, um, yeah, we'll get better. Um, we'll get better. Um, let's hope Hawthorne gets better. Um, let's hope not. No, we'll definitely take the two points and run with it. It'll, it'll come in handy later on in the year, that's for sure. Oh, I will. But, um, yeah, it will. You guys mentioned a couple of the other games. It was a pretty interesting round all up. A lot of surprises. If anyone tipped nine, they've pulled it out of their ass, to be perfectly honest. Uh, any any takes on what you saw for the rest of the round there, CB? Uh, oh, I think the big one is let's all point and laugh at West Coast Eagles. Hey? Yeah, let's all point and laugh at them. It's, I can't go too hard because I, I did a couple of changes to a couple of things tonight um, <laughs> that I didn't inform you of. <laughs> but let me let me tell you uh, that there's two 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 games I really 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 enjoyed was Gold Coast Suns smacking the shit out of West Coast and that Rao just looking like an absolute superstar and um, the Western Bulldogs. Yes. Was it was it a charity flag? <laughs> Yes, yes. Now the Bulldogs, how disappointing were they? They just, they just didn't have any desire or work rate. Do you reckon they're in love with their coach? Nah, there's, nah, there's there a bit of shit going on there. I reckon. Yeah, it smells, doesn't it? I, I heard a stat today: the Western Bulldogs have won thirty-one of their last. Well, sorry, since their since their two thousand sixteen grand final win, they've won thirty-one games and lost thirty-seven. I think it is. Yeah. So that's less than a fifty percent strike rate. 
um, that's that's uh, probably worse than Adelaide, actually. And what's funny, too, you mentioned on um, the games that have just gone, um, I want to speak to every cat supporter that's walking around with a head wobble, right? <laughs> Can I please, just two seconds, right? Just seriously, sit down, your cat, caddies, and just have a think about something, right? You, you're the home and away experts, right? I couldn't give a flying hoot if you win um, all 17 games. You will fail in finals because that's what, just what you do, right? You play a game that's suited towards a smaller ground with narrow corners um, and you get away with it. And what makes me laugh, and Jared, if I could – look, Jared is Jared. For me, he's Rita, Hanny, Rita Panahi with a penis. So if I saw him on the street, I'd laugh to give him a bit of a slap. But he – Hey, they're getting, they're getting home games. Well, that's what he is. Read a panel here with a penis. He talks to talk and all this sort of stuff. I've got visuals. Yeah, he's got no substance, right? No substance, right? It's all what he thinks the PC crowd wants to hear um, and head off. It's just like Rita Panahi, you know, like with the chopstick, chopstick gate. Um, she never apologised, either will Jared. But, but, you know, he doesn't cry about their un- unfair home field advantage. That they're getting games, more games now than they, and they've always had a lot of games at home, but now they're getting, um, now they're getting, um, uh, you know, the, the way their draw set up, it, it's look at their first six games, right? If they lose a game, it's, it'd be a surprise. There's no, there's no unfair advantage. Oh, like they whined about us, Jerry with bleeding. And look, the other thing too is Gary Ablett. My God, please, please, he's thirty six years old, right? Generally, common sense will tell you, the older you are, the fitter you are at the start of the season than you are long-term as your body gets bashed. Now, I like Gary Ablett. I admire his talent um, and everything such as that. And I hope Geelong re-signs him on for another three years based on his round one performance, right? Because I don't think it's sustainable. He plus played Hawthorne. Let's be truthful. Hawks supporters, you're a bottom eight side. Just be real here. You're a bottom eight side. Um, Anything from a 12th, 11th, 10th, that's where you should be really sitting. Um, so, yeah, you, and they gave up too, which is a really great character trait to have going into a new season. Orcs, let's hope you bring it next week. So, um, yeah, but Geelong, you win home and away games, right? You, you smash sides in home and away. Um, you smashed Richmond by how much in the home and away game? How much did we lose by? 60 points? 70 points? And then the preliminary final happened. So just put your heads in. And just a big shout-out to um, all my Geelong supporter fans on the main board that pursued me relentlessly for three days after the game day actually finished. Uh, big shout-out. I think I'm rent-free in your heads, guys. Did they really do that? Did they yes. really? I won't, I, won't, I won't waste time. But Oh, yes. Oh, yes, they did. <laughs> including a mod. Including an actual Geelong board mod. Even had a crack three days later. Well, That's you know what you're allowed to They're do flying. now. Because they've served you. I'd hold on to it. Wait till the next preliminary final when they get out in straight sets, and then all, then you go for it and just uh, quote their replies. So bookmark what they've sent you, like that mod, and just quote back, well, you know, yeah, you said this, but look, finals is what counts something. They, he should not be able to infract you because you're responding back to him. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The, the, the other big incident to come out of the weekend worth of football was the McGovern strike uh, oh, on Sexton, I think it was. He got a week, and he's... <laughs> I had a hard, had to have a laugh today because he's going to appeal the the one the one week that he's been given because he didn't went he didn't go over there trying to hit anyone in the face but yet he oh. did it. Yeah. Um, he, he, his defence is he doesn't remember throwing the punch. He yeah. he, he walked over about ten metres to do it. He was yeah. that angry. He charged over and just punched him in the face. Oh, that's what he did. Yeah, yeah so, he, should, he should get three weeks. He should get three then, weeks. 
and, and I'll tell you something now. Pushing that guy into the fence was just yeah. as bloody dangerous. That could break ankles or anything that. I can't believe he didn't get a fine. He, he got Did a, he he get... a fifteen hundred dollar fine. He should have got a week for that as well. He should have got five thousand. So dangerous. Boy. He should have got five thousand dollar fine and another couple of weeks on top of it. You know what makes me shit with this? Um, really fuck angry with the AFL and their and their hypocrisy and their absolute bullshit. We're going to come to MRO. If if Dusty had a tackle Dangerfield, pinned on. one arm and slammed his head into the turf. And Dangerfield had it got up. He would have been. He would have not been just fine. He would have been suspended on the spot. But because it was Sean Burgoyne, they the MRO lets it off, and then they go have the gall to rewrite the rule tonight. Jeez, you're killing me. You're killing me, Tiggs. You just I, I got stuff. <laughs> you know. But if they say your arm is picked now. Whereas instead of arms, and you know what's going to get fucked on with this, Mark? Listeners, I'm like I'm like fucking Nostradamus, right? <laughs> Mark my words, right? You've heard it now. Eight thirty-six p.m. on the fifteenth of the sixth, we're going to have a Richmond player tackle someone during the year. Do you a less of a tackle than what um, Burgoyne has done, and he'll go for two weeks. I'm tipping Gillen Grimes or Dave Asprey. Bookmark it. Oh, nah, it's going to be it's going to be a midfielder. It's going to be like a Cochin or it's going to be Martin. Someone we can't afford to lose. Prestia. Um, it's going to be someone. And you watch the rage. And you watch the rage. And while the AFL, knowing that the decision and what, what's galling about it, they say they agree with the decision from the MRO, then go ahead and change the wording of the rule so it never happens again. All right? That, you don't agree with it. So why don't you have a bit of character? Appeal the decision. Give him a week. He needs that week. Um, and I'm not just saying that because he's playing us next week, right? Um, but he needs that week. And then everyone gets treated equally, but they won't do it. They don't have the integrity. No. And the other thing as well, if they're going to change that rule, then why not change the quarters back to 20 minutes? Because the 16 minutes is a fast. So if they're going to have the flexibility to do one rule, do it for all. And look, if McGovern gets off after Dusty got um, uh, uh, suspended, how many weeks did he get? Two weeks, wasn't it? For, when yeah, um, Potentially when, causing injury. Yeah, well, Kennedy just stepped into his line, right? So he didn't, um, Dusty didn't do that. Kennedy stepped into his line. McGovern's his worst. He's actually run to him and he's hit him in the mouth. That's potential to do a couple of weeks. Why he only got one week when he could have potentially done more damage? Again, it proves. The Hocking um, and, and Richardson, so you've got a pie and a cat. Um, they've still got the jumpers underneath their business suits. That's what it is. It's bullshit. Yep. Agreed. All right, CB17, I, I know you're really bursting at the seams here, so we'll, we'll let you have at it. It's now time for CB17's bloodbath. Right, you know when you go, just, just for the record, you know when you go uh, to the theatre and they have parts or acts? Yes, yeah. 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 Okay, Michaels, for the record, mate, you can blame the tale on Twitter for what's about to unfold. <laughs> Because as you know, originally I've seen, it was a two-part. I've seen the exchange, yeah. Well, no, no, no. It's now a five-part bloodbath. Oh, God, he's done it. <laughs> right. So I'm going to come off the long run up here. Part one, Bruce McAvaney. <laughs> Where do I start? The man's calling's been in decline for years. But Thursday night was the pinnacle for poor commentating. Bruce, have you ever heard of Less is More? You know what made Richie Benno and Martin Tyler the Everest of sports callers? They simply called the game and let it unfold before the viewer's eyes. They add colour and context. What we got from you was a cocker spaniel high on speed, bubbling shit and cheerleading for Collingwood. The highlight being the start of the second quarter when you said, I don't want to go too early, 
but it has shades of the 2018 prelim all over it. <laughs> Got news for you, you seen old peanut. Pies lost in 2018. A full season of footy went by in 2019, and Richmond won that sucker. Also, Lynch then went back to kick three goals in that quarter, and the Tigers take the momentum in the game. If this is the best of your abilities, time to retire, because there was nothing special about your calling. <laughs> Part two. Shorter quarters. Seriously, AFL. You make rules up on the fly all the time. Don't say you don't. Common sense. After this block of matches, extend it back to 20 minutes. It's what the players and the spectators want. Part three. MRP. The, Sh- uh, the Sean Burgoyne decision. You're taking the piss, yeah? Once again, they're presented with a golden opportunity to send a message on what is acceptable and what isn't. And fed him, they fail ScoMo's pub test again. Absolute farce. But from round three, it's a no-no. What a load of crap. Come off it. Part four. Players not adhering to the AFL COVID protocols. How dumb are these guys? They have to be the biggest dickheads around. Actually, scratch that. They're the second biggest dickheads. I'll discuss the biggest dickheads shortly. <laughs> they are risking the whole competition. Imagine being the guy who puts the season on hold again. Just do as you're told. It's your job. People are relying on you. Pull your heads in. Part five. West Coast Eagle supporters. Is there a bigger pack of dickheads around at the moment? Seriously. Apparently the game should only be played in Perth in 22 degrees with no natural elements because that's a problem for them. If you add rain, dew, nighttime and wind, they're no good. Just ask them or read what they say on the internet. What a pack of self-entitled buffoons. Well, here's the deal. You've got Brizzy, Port and Tigers to come. You're going to be one and four. Why? Because you're just no good. But hey, at least you got a charity flag in 2018. Bloodbath over. You know what? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm inspired by that because you actually wrote that down. So I'm just sort of an ad lib type of dude. <laughs> you, you've gone through the time to write it all down. You're flipping pages. I'm impressed, brother. I am dead set impressed. Mate, Hold on. I'm, I'm not going to bullshit you. All right. I had only two points. And then at 5.30, I read a tweet from the tail. And he goes, how many things you got? And I'm going, man, I could do five. And I'm like... Actually, I can do five, <laughs> and I went for it. <laughs> um, also, two guys, I've got to um, just give a shout-out to Lee um, Williamson, um, loyal yeah. listener to us. Yeah, she's get, asked me a bit about trade goss. Um, I mentioned last, so I've, I've, I've been to work, so I've got a bit of news, which I'll mention whenever you want to slot it in as well. Um, well if you've got it now, go for it. Yeah, well, look, it's not more – there's a few names that I've, I've obviously mentioned, Andrews. There's one other defender, and, and, and look, is it more? No, I don't think it is. Um, there's a move we're doing with another defender. I just got to get it confirmed uh, myself. But what I want, I know I'm pretty much on the money on this. Contract wise, I sort of spoke to you about this CB um, a while ago. Is contract wise, yep. where I've got it confirmed. I know I can, I'm more than not comfortable enough to say it now. Um, don't be surprised when the media breaks that a couple of our stars have renegotiated contracts because obviously with the COVID stuff, with what's gone on, um, some of it's still being worked through, but. Um, contracts, what we were going to pay, we're going to be paying probably 75% of it. They're going to be that money. Um, uh, for example, I know there's been a bit of work done on Dusty's contract. There's been a bit of work done on Cochin's. I think Jack's is being redone or being looked at. Edwards is another one I heard last week. So, yeah, there's a bit of work going on there um, that's going to allow us 
to reward our existing current crop of guns coming through and also have cap space to move if we need to. Um, so we're in a really, really good space. Um, and I'm sure the media will get on to this. Tom Brown, if you're listening, might just spew out names. Hit one. Um, if you can, I'll get your burner account to, you know. So, <laughs> you know, I stole this from you. Um, God, he's a gem. Um, but, yeah, one of them will catch up and do a bit of work and find this. But this has been common knowledge. Well, this has been talked about for about five weeks now. Um, and, but now it's, yeah, 100%. We're doing restructuring of contracts. So um, that's definitely um, well um, well through. Um, and, yeah, it's going to leave us in a good spot for the end of the year. Um, now, there's one other one, too. It's a mid. Um, here's another name that I'll probably – Hopefully, I could break as I'd love him to come across. He's a younger kid. He's not a he's not an absolute jet, but he's a really good quality potential. So well, Matt Rail, welcome uh, to the Tigers. There it is. No, no, no. <laughs> I wish. No, 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 no. But it's um, yeah, he's a good quality kid. Um, so I'm just waiting for it to be confirmed, and when it does, from a main dude, I'll um, I'll share it to everyone. So yeah. Now, can we talk about Carlton's performance? Yeah, if you want, yeah. People have been yeah, waiting but, to hear your analysis yeah, of Carlton just look, quietly. You know, look, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a mas- masochist. Is that's what it is? You know, I don't like, you know, you know, if I just see a, if I see a dog with only one leg, you know, I just don't walk up and just boot it in the head, right? It's not the type of guy I am, right? But what I would do is put it down, right? If the dog doesn't look happy. So, Carlton supporters, first of all, right? I've had, I've got a few. Shout out to Malcolm as well, by the way. Yeah, Malcolm. Yes, I hope he's all right. I hope he's nice and warm. You know, he's probably smiling because he's not a Carlton supporter, but, you know, I hope he's warm under the bench. But, um, um, yeah, with Carlton, supporters first. I want to talk about the supporters before I go into that pathetic club. Right. I'm sick and tired of you excusifying the shitness of your club. I'm sick and tired of reading and hearing and being told that, you know, oh, shit, if we just had it been on in the first half, we would have won this. Or if we just had it done this, we would have won this. If we See, what you've got to understand, guys, is just shit, right? Not just your shit as a list. You have a culture at that club that is toxic, that is that is reeks of just shitness, right? It's really bad. Um, and the reason for it is is because you guys all pass the buck. You, you don't hold anyone accountable for anything. Now, you've tried to get Richmond into your club, right? And, you know... Even even Jesus, if he came and played ten and a half forward, would have a lot of issues at your club. Because I'll tell you the reason why it always seems to be the first half, why you guys just get smashed. Right? And the reason why you get smashed, I want to make sure you're listening. You're soft. Your your list is soft. From Murphy diving for free kicks, kicks, from your coach's mental aptitude about the game, from the game plan, from the actual players themselves, they're fucking soft. They're probably the softest side I've ever seen in my time of following football. So when the heat's on, every team knows that they won't um, fire up. Melbourne, for heaven's sake. Let's not kid ourselves. Melbourne has no forward line. Their forward line's shit house, right? They're, you made Petrarca look like fucking Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, he's a kid with talent, but Jesus, you, you clamp him down, he, he struggles. Um, and they look like superstars. They look, oh, we're going to make the eight. And then after halftime, they've gotten so much of a lead that there's no way you're going to win the game. Melbourne, because it was Melbourne, just they got off by about 10% because they thought, yeah, we're going to win this. And you, that's when you started coming back. Richmond, we smashed you, what, for two and a half quarters and we put the queue in the rack. Every time you came a little bit of a rush, we just piled on a few more goals. You never were in the hunt. It's because good sides can put the queue in the rack. They can protect, look on to next week. Um, 
because you guys are soft. So just understand that. Colton Football Club, you're soft. Not only that, you're corrupt. You're, you're from your board, from your um, from the leader of your club off field, he's corrupt, right? From the whole club down, you're just sick. So what if now to the members? I want to talk to the members themselves. Please. This is the only time I'm going to show you compassion, right, for the rest of the year. Please, just listen to me here. Stop making excuses. We Richmond supporters had to go through this. Stop making excuses for the personnel, for the game plan, for the coach, or this spud might show's potential, all those sort of shits that you could do and that you're doing. Don't have it anymore. Say no more. Not going to take it. And only do that as a combined voice because once you do that, you can start pressuring the club. You can really start pressuring the club um, and driving change because, you know, at the end of the day, you guys, if you persist to this, um, I think it's 20 – how many years since they've won a final? Uh, since 13 when they beat us because they just fell in there because of Essendon's cheating. Um, <laughs> so that's a while ago. That's a while ago in seven years. But realistically, the last flag was, what, 95? Yeah. They're not, not going to win a flag for 50 years on top of that. They're going to make St Kilda look like – St Kilda will win a flag before them. Right? Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on Colton. Anyway, so we'll go into next week. And the thing is, big footy Colton supporters, this is for you. Go read, anyone, go read their Melbourne preview. Oh, Melbourne's a shit club. We will smash them. Watch us with our, our guns, our elite players. Well, this and that and this and that. And look at the reality of it. You guys are soft. Some of your supporters are starting to understand it. Right? Some of your supporters are starting to jerry on. I reckon Nunes... Did his PCL because he doesn't want to play for you guys anymore. That's how bad it is, right? <laughs> he jerked his knee, right? Because of how shitness you guys are. So really, wake up, wake up yourselves. You make me sick. There you go. Everyone was wanting the the next instalment of the Carlton saga, and there it is. Well, I wanted to be soft. I didn't want to go too hard. And I no, fair went, enough. I could have gone harder, but you know. And there's still lots of games left in the season as well to add to it. So well, that's the exciting is. thing. Yeah, there is. There is. Nah, they're, they're, a, they're a shit soft club. Soft is the worst part. I've never called them soft before, but they're soft. And they know they're soft. All right, there it is, Carlton supporters. Cop that. All right, well, uh, we've got a huge game coming up this week against the Hawks. Uh, this is the, the Michaels household rivalry uh, annual game with my wife being Mad Hawthorne and me, obviously Richmond. So hopefully I'll be sleeping in the main bed, not the couch, uh, come Thursday night, but um, watching the Hawks on the weekend, I wasn't overly impressed with what they put out against the Cats. I actually tipped Hawthorne to win. I really thought they were going to show something in that game, um, but clearly I was wrong. So, where do we see this game being won or lost, CB? Honestly, uh, watching the Hawks game, I was they, they look slow. Like they look treacle slow through the midfield. Um, look, I think uh, they'll rush O'Meara back in, Jagger O'Meara back in, but. Is he under done um, still, or is he ready to go? Oh, I don't think they've got a choice. I think I think they'll, they'll they're going to pull out Jason Dunstall's helmet from 1996 and stick it on his head with a mattress, and um, bring him back into that midfield. But they're not quick. That, that, Which that's is the weird, one thing because Scully's got pace. Isaac Smith's got pace. No, Fields they're not. Quick. No, they, the Scully. Scully's just, he's a runner. He's a gut runner. He's not that quick. Warple's got a little bit, but but Mitchell's a crab. I honestly. I, I look at the midfield and I, I think I think we're going to smash them. If I'm honest with you, I, I think we're going to we'll, we'll, we'll nail them through the midfield and the back line. And um, good luck. I, I don't think Hawthorne will be able to get the numbers back quick enough behind the ball to stop us. Actually, do we know if Jager's playing on um, Friday or Thursday? I reckon I'll bring him in, Tiggs. 
Oh, it's a oh, short turnaround. I don't. Well, yeah, well, hopefully, hopefully they do. Yeah, because I don't think he's going to make a difference. Um, just spot on. Sicily. All right, let me just roll off their back line, right? Which is Sicily, normally Frawley, Frost, Hardwick, McAvoy, and Strat. Now Ben McAvoy is in the back line because he has he, he's a spent force in the ruck, right? And they can't put him forward, right? So James Flora is way past his prime. Let right? him pick the ball at all costs. Let him have it. Yeah, yep. he's a turnover merchant. He's slow of thought, and he's slow, and he can't move the ball. Ben McAvoy, I, I used to love. I, I love Ben. He's he's a great guy, but he's done. Stratton, he's done, right? Blake Hudwick, he's a trier, right? But he's he's just a trier. He's an honest citizen. Blake no, he's Hubbard. an honest. He'd be a plod in a more experienced side, but he's a trier. Sam Frost, I know they persist with him, but there's a reason why Melbourne got rid of him. Right, and he showed and that against he showed that against Geelong. And if Melbourne's getting rid of you, mate, how shit you got to Yeah, be? yeah. So <laughs> I don't see, I don't see. Um, and James Sicily, yeah, he's an all right. He's good. I he, like him. Yeah, I like him too. But he's people go, oh, he's got potential. No, no, I don't think he's got any more potential. I think what you're seeing is what you're going to get. Yeah, agree. Right, I don't yeah. see any more upselling from him. And I've got so many Hawks Hawk supporters. But your spots. Let's just have a look. Liam Shields used to be fast, right? Isaac Smith used to be fast. Popolo used to be fast, right? Burgoyne used to be fast. Bruce used to be fast, right? Wingard was never really fast, but let's just give it to him. That's their speed. Yep. Right? And then others like that, they've got their plotters. So, yeah, it's... it's, it's Mitchell's never been fast. Scully's a, uh, an endurance beast, but he's lost all confidence um, in doing hack kicks. And, yeah, so – and I don't see the youth coming through either. I mean, Warple's yeah. the obviously exception. He's had a pretty exceptional year last year, shouldering most of the load. So he's he's yeah, doing pretty well. But uh, yeah, you're but right. I watched, yeah, I watched a lot of Hawks of games. No, Warple looked good stat-wise because, yeah, he was the only one – Getting the ball, um, but really, if he had had a full complement of midfielders around him that were actually performing, would he have had such a good year? Um, so yeah, look what I saw. Yeah, they're 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 not very good. Um, and you know what? I'm starting to really get pissy with Alex Clarkson. I'm starting to look. He's a champion coach, you know, but every, there's always a setting sun, and I think that sun set on him as soon as um, Kenneth came back. Soon as Kenneth came back, um, he hasn't been right. Uh, they've topped up when they shouldn't have. Um, they've got real shit kids. Like I mean, I don't want to disrespect those kids, but even VFL, look at it. Where's, the, where's their shining light? Where's their – we've got elite young kids that we're begging to get inside, right? CCJ stands out, right, and a few others that are elite in the VFL. Where are their kids that you look at them and go, oh, fuck, we must get them in? I, th- I think Hawthorne's a less of money ball gone too far. Yeah, it is. It's you know what it is. It's I reckon the coach being overruled by the president, saying no, nah, no, nah, we can't afford to drop down the ladder. Um, and Clarkson saying, "Oh, get us back within three years." We know, no, 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 no. We need to get names in. Their pick of um, oh, who's that forward from GW? Jonathan. Jonathan Patton. My he goodness. is a straight line plotter now. Mate, he, he makes Tyra and Vickery look acceptable. He is not fast. <laughs> and could he take an overhead mark with straight hands and clunk them? Before he could, I couldn't see it. 
but, but in his defence, he's had three knee recasts. So I'll give yes. Dan a leave pass. Like he's, but, he, no, he's got the mobility of the Queen Mary, but there's, there's a, reasons not, around it. Not an issue, right? Not an issue with Jonathan Patton as a player and a person, right? He, But he got recruited into Hawthorne. Yeah. But look, I, I just think um, the thing is, well, too, we, we had a lot of down players that, like, I can't <laughs> see. Like, we might as well talk about one of the white elephants we haven't discussed yet, Jack Rewalt. I yeah, can't see Jack. I can't see Jack having two quiet games for starters. He um, doesn't. I think. I think Caddy's. <laughs> I think the only change will be Caddy. Yeah. Um, I think we need to one ruck again, and yeah. I think Stack will be the guy out. And Stack um, can't play wing. He doesn't. He doesn't have the game for it. He, well, no. hopefully he changed, but he, he he was lost at sea on against Collingwood, which I, really surprised me. I think. I think what stood out. It's going to sound crazy, and I'm probably going to cop some flack for this. I think we missed Brandon Ellis. What we missed no. was a gut-running no. midfielder. Gonna, when I see you next, I'm going to open-hand slap you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, well, hold on. It, hold on. Uh, no, no. Position-wise, no. I, I think we missed that genuine winger, whether that was a Camden McIntosh or a Josh Caddy. You're right. There was one half of the ground that just looked like there was a big void. It yes, was, correct. We missed it because Stack played shit, right? If we had a, if he had a played close to his potential, we probably would have been great. If Shy Bolton had a stayed on the wing... Um, and see, because our midfield was so underperforming, they had to get shy in there. And yeah, nah, it was, it was shit all across the park. It was feeling, you know, you know, putting your, your, your thumb in the, in the in the dam. Nah, Ellis, never again. I never want to see that guy running to space with his head waving left and right and then fucking turning it over. I don't I, want to see it. I, I don't want to ever I, see it again. I just think our problems last weekend was forward of the ball. And we, we, the, moment, the moment, the moment that Mychek took that soft mark on Asprey, and Asprey got really, really, really mad with himself. Yeah, our defensive six, well, we'll say our defensive eight, because we always put two behind the ball where we can. They absolutely clicked in, but yeah. it was that midfield connection through four oh, is where is where we broke down. But like um, we sort of said I, earlier, like Castagna had a down game, Rioli did, yep. Pickett did. Um, there just wasn't that cohesiveness up forward, and, and Jack as well. So when, you, when you've only got Tom Lynch as the only one firing up forward, it does make it hard to kick a score and try Bolton. So, Can yeah, I apologise to Pickett, right. too? He actually showed me something against that. I was really? Actually, I, actually I actually thought you were going to go the other way because I didn't think no. he was that impressive. No, 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 I thought he was all right. I thought his second quarter was good. Considering the base of how shit we were, right? So generally, like he's not Superman, right? He's a twenty, what is eight year old or twenty? Is his second season or his first start of his first real season, full season? He showed more to me on that game when everyone around him is getting no support, and there was a good five minute period in the in the second quarter. He helped turn the momentum to Richmond. Well, he took two good grabs. Remember, he's in he the back line. He went yeah. in the back of the pack, and yeah. And he also smashed into a couple of blokes. He got the ball forward with us, um, and he and he kept he kept. Players around him, honest, and that's important. And if you could add more of that and be consistent like that, you know, I'm, I'm wrapped for him. But he showed me a lot, um, and I was I was wrapped to see it. But look, I seriously, I can't see outside having another down game like we had uh, against Collingwood. If we play at our potential that we've shown for most games this year, or well, most games in the past three years, we will beat Hawthorne like we normally beat Hawthorne. Yeah, the thing is, like, looking at their back line, like, we all know that as a team, no matter how good or bad we play, we're going to generate a lot of inside 50, somewhere between the you know 30 to 45, maybe even 50 mark. If yeah. their back six don't all have blinders, I, I don't know how they're going to contain everyone fully, um, but that's also depending on our guys not having a down game again. So 
Yeah, I think Jack's gonna have a big one. Um, if you're if you're Richmond, who do you try and put him on? Frawley or McAvoy? What kind of matchup do, do we want to get Oof. for Jack? You wouldn't want now. You wouldn't want. Sorry, um, Seba, you go, mate. I'm doing a fair bit of talking. You, you go, son. No, no. I, I was just gonna say, like, I I think their problem was it was highlight. I think they had a pretty tall back line going against Geelong, whereas Geelong actually played a bit of a like they've got Radagalia and Hawkins, but they've got the rest of them are very you know, Myers and all those guys are quite small and nippy. Because I think the Hawks, they had Frawley, uh, McAvoy, and who's and Sicily. They, they, they went into that four tall blokes. So, so they, they have to pull one of those guys out because we've only got two talls and the rest are just speed machines. So they – I mean, Frawley normally takes Jack, um, but I don't think Stra- – Stra- um, what's his name? Actually, so Sicily will take Jack and Frawley has to take Lynch. But where does that leave McAvoy? Who's he met? You can't stand next to bloody Rioli. Yeah. What's he going to do? They'll probably ruck him because Selgar got beaten badly. Like he got he got smashed by their put. He made he made that spot of a ruckman the the cats have look like freaking you know Grundy oh, or gone. Stanley. Yeah. Oh my god. He made Stanley. He's yeah, he made Stanley look amazing. Um, he was getting bumped. Selgar, Selgar was getting bumped out of contests. Um, just treated like an infant child. So he'd be dropped. I can't see him. Playing the thing is though, if you have a look, right, you got Tom Lynch, which I reckon will go. They're gonna to have to put their tallest defender on him, right? So they'll probably put Sicily for mobility um, on Tom Lynch or try to slow him down. Um, but then they've got to cover Shy Bolton, they've got to cover Castagna, they've got to cover Martin when he goes down there. They've got to they've got to cover um, a resting midfielder like a Higgins that will go in there that's got speed. Um, I don't think Sydney Stack will hold his spot. Um, they're in big trouble. Um, yeah. oh, speak, speaking of um, thing, can we give a shout out to Nathan Broad? Yes, please. His courage, his courage on the weekend. You he know, two massive hits in a row, didn't he? Can I ask you why he was not given a free kick for tunneling? Because if you look at the first one, they, he's up in the air. The player comes in a little bit late and then tunnels him. In any definition, that's a tunnel. And they, and they didn't play it the first time, and they didn't play it the second time. I just tough as nails that bloke. I've said it. I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again to the big footy board, the Richmond big footy board. Nathan Broad is going nowhere. For all you people that watch ten minutes and go, "Oh, Nathan Broad," the dude runs at over eighty percent de. He's hard as a cat's head. I'm telling you, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the first magnets on Dimmer's board, mate. He's going nowhere. He's going nowhere. And you know what else? I can tell you now, he's going to re-sign. He's going to re-sign for a multiple-year deal. He's going nowhere, so get used to it. If, you don't, if you're not happy with him, try and put a, like a texture out of part of your TV screen where you think he's going to be or something. He's a lock. <laughs> Every day of the week, top 22. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Yeah, spot on. All right, so who do we think is a chance to miss for us this week? I, I think I agree on the stack call. I just don't think yeah, he, he was offering enough. Um, who would you bring in? Well, is it Caddy? Is it that simple? Is Caddy right to go? Do we know? Caddy will yeah. have to go. Yeah, he was, comes in. Dimmer said he's a probable. In his presser, he said he's a probable for this week. Okay. All right, so if, let's say Caddy's not right to go. Who's next in line? Is it a Naish? Is I heard that Thompson Dow had a really good game, but I don't know whether you would risk that. And Bolter was the other one that had a, a good game from all reports as well, and that's scratch match. I'd go Bolter. I'd put... See, one thing they don't have, like they're tall side, but they don't have tall and speed, right? They don't have speed across the park anyway. Bolter's got that. With the shortened quarters, I'd put, and I wouldn't put Bolter in thinking he's a ruck. 
though he can pinch it in the ruck. Um, I'll just play him on a wing. Seriously, he'll be up against Isaac Smith or Liam Shields. He'll, he, he's got both of them for pace. And he'll be the perfect, you know, panic kick out. Um, they've got a target that's tall that can that can actually hit up. So I reckon he'd be perfect to put on a wing. Um, their midfield doesn't scare me anymore. They're, like, you've got Liam Shields, Warpool, Smith. Um, and then you've got, what, Selgar as a ruck, Mitchell and Wingard? Like, he's, Mitchell, Mitchell will probably get it 40 times, but he, he's not effective. No, I don't think do he's done anything at all. No. He's a crap. He, you know what he is? He, he's like Trent Cotchin in 2000 and bloody 15. Yeah. Gets, racks it up, and it's just sideways, sideways, sideways. It's fantastic. Do that. And he's slower now since he's done his knee. He's actually slower if that's humanly possible. Um, look, the, the risks we've got is being obviously overconfident. Like, where they can get us, if you find if, – if, if they do, if we have a down midfield group, right, and they start pumping the ball in and it starts hitting people on, it's hitting the forwards on the tip. Let's say, look, we're the club that always the spud hat looks like a Wayne Carey. Let's have a look at freaking Cox, for example, right? So I could see John Patton or Bruce or Burgoyne, Selger even, um, having a bit of a three-goal patch, right? Um, but this reads to me, it's going to get ugly for Hawthorne. We don't normally put sides away, but I could see this getting really ugly because if we're up by 10 goals and it's half time, I could see him putting the queue in the rack. All I'm saying to you, boys, is percentage. And I'll bring up one thing. We're talking about potentially second tall. Nankervis kicked three or four goals if we're led to believe the male was correct in the scratch match against the Pies. Um, would you use this as an opportunity against a lesser team um, to maybe bring it you know, on a bigger ground as well? on a bigger ground of the MCG, do you bring Nank back in and go with two Ruckman to try and exploit um, their one Ruckman? Oh, it depends on the weather, yeah. If it's going to be a dewy night, I think we learn a few lessons too. Um, I don't know. Look, I love Nank. I want him in the side. Um, but with the shorter quarters, it's hard running two Rucks. Uh, uh, two rucks. Can he, if he can improve his forward craft, like you said, if he can not trust, if he shows that, a couple of games in the VFL of these that he's kicking threes and fours, then yeah, he deserves. A, he deserves. I'll just get whoever the best forward is with a bit of height, put him in. Um, I, we've got yeah. I just looked at see see an example I'm thinking of with a lesser ruckman. Um, if you watch St Kilda on the weekend, they ran Paddy Ryder and Marshall against um, Luke English, and they physically destroyed this guy on Sunday night. They destroyed him, and that's where I wonder. You know, like they were able, to, they rat and coached him really well, and they were able to just use those two ruckmen on him. And if Segler's their one ruckman, I, I don't know. I, it's going to be a very hard ask for a guy like Soldo to ruck all year on his own. It's going to be a massive ask. Yeah, but he won't need to. I don't think. I think he'll get um, he'll get a chop out during the year. Um, I reckon the early rounds we're just giving Soldo uh, full steam ahead. All right, this is it. This is a block of games you got. Show us what you can do, type thing. I don't know. Look, we can't be weak, Gary, if we get Nankervis in. We can't be weak, I reckon, if we get the two of them in. It's really going to come down to matchups. I reckon we should. The reason I'm holding off Nankervis, we need to exploit their weakness, and the weakness is speed. Yeah. They just don't have it. Yeah. And Nankervis isn't fast. All right, yep. that's a pretty good summation. So we'll finish up with getting a tip, including margin, from you guys. So TIG71, who, who's going to win by how much? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be ugly. I 
going to say 86 points. Richmond's right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And we're going that. from a 36 apiece draw to winning by 86 points. 86. I reckon we'll just go um, bang, 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 and not stop. And CB? Well, I think Tiggs is weak as piss, and he's sitting on the fence. Tigers by 90. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I, yeah, I reckon, I think we'll get up. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say 20 to 25, just because of the shortened Very brave of you. Oh, very brave. <laughs> 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 oh, very brave of you, man. You're an inspiration, Michael. You're an inspiration, son. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Tom Lynch to kick 10. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, but look, Jack Rewall, I don't think he's right. I don't know. This is just me. I haven't heard anything. But is Jack Rewalt right? This would be the game to show it. If he uh, he had no mobility against Collingwood, um, he's kicking like to miss a set shot from thirty five meters out. That's inexcusable. Yeah, right? and it's not like it came off the side of his boot. Right? It was a flush on kick. So I don't know. He's the one I'm looking at on Thursday. Um, Win, lose, or draw, he's the one. Because if he performs like he normally can, it's, oh, I'll put my mind at ease. But if he has another shocker or starts to plod, then he's carrying something. Um, yeah, no, and yeah. I reckon he'll bounce back. We'll back I hope in. so, too. All well, right. So he's, one, he's, one shit, he's one shit game in 10 years. Let's cut him some slack, eh? I reckon, yeah, yeah, no, he's all right. He'll be back. Jack, uh, he'll be back. Back in. No, I, I love Jake. Don't misunderstand. I love Jakey. But, yeah, I'm just, I don't know. I just hope he's all right. We'll soon find out in a few nights' time, yeah, I guess. All right, CB and TX71, thanks so much for your time, guys. And until next time, go Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Richmond Big Footy Tiger Cast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you can follow all the roasts and toasts, the reviews and previews, and all topics Richmond. Also keep an ear out for our special episodes of interviews with past players. Go Tigers.